Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sip With Me. I'm your host, Iwana Kekados. And I'm your host, Aaron Carlson. We'll release an episode for you every Monday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time, which means you can listen to us during your commute, after work workout, or even enjoy a drink with us during your very own Monday night happy hour. And who doesn't like to have a little fun on a Monday night? Don't forget to download all of our recipes on sipwithme.org. And be sure to check out our mystery bartender, whip up all of our favorite drink recipes on our TikTok at sipwithme underscore. Hey guys, we're so excited to be bringing you our two finale. Today for our final episode and for Marg Monday, we've decided to make a margarita. Marg Monday is the best way to end season two. Margaritas are a tequila-based cocktail. You can have them with ice, you can have them in a slushy version, and you can change it up with flavors. You can do strawberry, mango, lime, lime marita, literally any combination is possible. And really, I mean, we hope that you are enjoying one along with us today as we welcome back one of our favorite guests from season two. So grab your margarita and let's bring this anti-MLM journey full circle. So if you listen to episode two, you know that we had an amazing guest who shared her experiences with Arbonne and how she got out. Well, she's back and she is here to talk about a new MLM and will spill the beans on how she almost got sucked back into the MLM world. Sarah, we are so excited to have you on again. Yes. Um, welcome back. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so we're so excited um, that you're sharing this story that you haven't really talked about yet. Um, so I know it has to do with the breakaway movement. So we'd love for you to kind of describe what that is, um, since we really don't know about the breakaway movement as well. All right. So it's strange. So buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's two parts of the story. The breakaway movement is separate from the MLM that they are attached to. So I guess okay. I'll talk about the MLM first so it'll make more sense. So the MLM that they are attached to is called a NAGIC. They are a Japanese MLM and they sell like water filtration devices. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, an MLM that sells water. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not just any filtration devices. They are like five or $6,000 wow. filtration devices that they tote cures like everything and is medical grade. And then they also sell like shower water filters as well as turmeric supplements that are grown like in this water, this magic water. Oh, okay. Water kind of situation. If you uh -huh. <laughs> so that, that's the base MLM. Now you can just sign up for that one. You have to purchase a $5,000 machine. Okay. Yeah. So you can just do that. Or the breakaway movement is kind of the social media side that has been kind of taking over. Um, it's made up of a lot of younger girls, kind of like the free spirit, Hawaii travel type vibe, that crowd. And basically the breakaway movement is like a funnel system to get these people to buy these $5,000 machines. And you'll see a lot, you might've seen some like ads come up on your like stories and it's like, make money from home, promote a sustainable mm -hmm. lifestyle, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but really what it is, it's, it's an ad for the breakaway movement, which costs $33 a month. And they tout it as, I actually pulled up the website, so I will read what they say it is real quick. It says it's a training platform designed and created for elevated entrepreneurs oh, who, wow. <laughs> who are ready to dive in and learn how to run their own successful online business using social media. So basically they claim it's a t uh, it is a training platform, but really it's just a funnel uh, to get you to buy these machines and all of the training is specifically for that business. So it's not really like, mm. if you want to grow social media, you can use this. I mean, I guess you could, but it is focused on, and I believe the goal is to get you to buy one of these $5,000 machines. Interesting. So clarify for me, like this is, that's a big price tag for a single unit or a single item. I mean, like yeah. a lot of the times what we see with MLMs is like you're buying a lot of product mm -hmm. and you're, you have like a, a big cost outlay for your inventory, but then you're selling a bunch of different items. Mm -hmm. So with this specifically, like how does the pyramid work? Like, is it kind of a little bit different because like they're, they're focusing on that online component to try and get people to sign up like for that like online training, like sales type thing. And then that's how they're getting people to buy or are the people that are in it trying to get like multiple people to buy? Like, how does that work? How does it, it is, It's strange. It's a, it's a different setup and they're very good at one thing I will give the breakaway movement is their marketing is really good. Like you should guys to totally check out their Instagram after because it's like, it's really well done not for good things, but it is yeah. really well done. Yeah. It's effective. Uh, it's effective. Yeah. And that's how I'm, why I'm here because <laughs> <laughs> I joined for like a month. Um, so a lot of these distributors claim that they are not an MLM, um, but there is ranks. But one of the things that makes breakaway movement a little different is their ranks are based on sales. So it's like once you hit 20 sales total, then you move up to this rank and you can't go back down, which I guess is a positive in terms of the MLM world. Still yeah. not great. Um, but one thing I remember them saying in this training, once you, they don't really tell you what the training is until you buy it. But once you're in there, um, they say, well, here's the thing. You don't have to make 20 sales. You can make one sale and then you could have a team under you to make those other 19 sales. And then you rank up. And that's where all the, like, once you rank up, that's where you get all the bonuses and mm -hmm. all the scammy stuff. Yep. I see. So it's not necessarily one person trying to sell $25,000 contraptions. It's <laughs> That's where the pyramid comes in yeah. Yeah. and build their network. And another thing that's kind of, I mean, it is sketchy about this breakaway movement and a magic, the two of them, right? They're kind of connected. I cannot find an income disclosure statement anywhere. Mm. Yeah, um, well, that's a telltale sign. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming most who, I don't know anyone in my life who would buy a $5,000 water filtration system. Like I have this beautiful Brita bottle and it has a <laughs> yeah. in there and it was like $30. I'm like, I don't really need that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just wondering, like they're trying to get girls like me. Yeah. 
to market to who? Right. Like yeah. my friends are in their twenties. They're not going to buy $5,000 water machine. So it's just, I, I think it's one of those closed market situations where no one else is really buying them unless they're buying into the opportunity. How new are they? Um, Cause I've never heard of, of them. They just hit their one year anniversary. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So the founder of breakaway movement was actually a part of a different training platform connected to a, a magic called the CEO movement. <laughs> and she, uh, I don't know what happened exactly, but she left that one and then started her own. And so now she's at the top and making a yeah. buttload of money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she, I mean, I think we've seen that before when they separate themselves because like really what I, if I've learned anything this season, it is if you already have a network, if you have people that trust you, whether you know them personally, or if you have a large network online, it is so much easier to quickly cr climb the ranks and ultimately, yeah. you know, try and get to be in the 1% and try to get into the group that is actually, you know, making a profit from MLMs. And so that's what I would assume happened. Is that? Yeah. I mean, she has 75,000 followers on Instagram oh, yeah. and she was before, like she's 25. She's gorgeous. She's one of those like cute little travel. She's 25. 25. Wow. No. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and she, is like one of those cute little Hawaiian travel girly girls. And I just remember I'd actually followed her before she like started this. And I just remember her like talking about like, she really wanted to pursue like this lifestyle full time, but she didn't really know how. And I don't know, it just makes me think that like someone got her into it. And now, right. um, yeah, I wish I could show you guys pictures because it's, it's not only a training platform. A lot of people think it's like some sort of cult because they the like mindset and the way these people talk they all talk the same and they all talk about things like abundance and manifestation which doesn't make it a cult I kind of used to believe in those things but now I'm like ever since diving into anti-MLM I'm kind of like being able to see through some uh BS <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's kind of hard to explain without being able to show you guys but they all just talk about things that normal people wouldn't really talk about right yeah and like they have these conventions their own like little trips and like hawaii and bali and all these places and even the way like it's set up like a stage and this like really big like throne looking chair it's just very Oof. it's very strange i'll send you guys some pictures in email yeah. or DMs or something because it's like what is going on very you know it's i'm surprised that we haven't heard about it yeah. or had it referenced by other guests, especially if like, if she's only 25 and this is a different type of MLM, like a different type of structure. Yeah. Um, that's definitely something that we need to investigate more. Cause like There's I said, videos on YouTube, you can definitely check them out. Yeah. We'll check those out and we will um, share some of those out so that people can do their own research too. Um, yeah. And can I, I say I, one thing about those videos real quick? Yes. So I am, uh, <laughs> after this podcast comes out, I'm sure it won't be, but I am still in the Breakaway Movement Facebook group. And I, I kind of like have been waiting to make the video because I enjoy 
seeing what's going on because it's just like mind blowing. Anyways, you'll go on YouTube and you will look at breakaway movement. Like you will search it and there will be a ton of videos about the positives of the breakaway movement because they run these like quarterly uh, contests for people to make these videos and then they will publish them on YouTube. And then fascinating. They'll pay them like $2,000 to make these videos. There is a ton of positive videos, but it's because they want to win money and it's because they last to. It's not like anyone's just like, hee hee. Like, I love it. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. It's just, that's crazy. It's crazy. It seems like a modern day, more effective. And I mean, if you have a young person that's running it and you have young people that are running it and are in it, it makes sense then that they're, more effectively utilizing social media and the internet to essentially control the narrative and the kind of content that's out there. And Mm -hmm. we've seen that with some other MLMs where they try and do that. But I mean, it can get hard if you cannot, you know, persuade your people to make content. But if you're literally buying your people and you're buying the content, I mean, that sucks, but it also, it sounds like it could be effective, especially if they're still a startup and there's not that many people to be critical of them. Yeah. So totally. Then, so tell us your story. Like, <laughs> like what happened? Okay. So it actually ties in with my Arbonne story. <laughs> so uh, I was running out of people to message in Arbonne. And if you guys haven't listened to episode two, too. Yep. My episode about my Arbonne story. You definitely should, so it'll make more sense. Anyways, I was in Arbonne, and I was running out of people to message, so I was looking for people in my area, people that I thought could be good at Arbonne, and I messaged this girl, and she is another freaking fitness instructor. I don't know what it is with, like, me and the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) She is a, uh, or was a cycling instructor at a really popular cycling studio here in Portland. And so I just messaged her about Arbonne and she seemed interested. So she came to like one of my party yoga things that I did like once a month. And she took home some samples and stuff. And then I just ended up going to her cycling class and I really liked it. And then I saw she joined something called the breakaway movement. And I was like, oh, what is that? And so we sat down and talked about it. Um, I don't exactly remember what we talked about, but she was like very new. So she, she wasn't as into it as she is now. So this was about the time that I was getting, is that this year? No. Okay. That was like summer of last year. So I had been out of Arbonne for a little bit now at this okay. point. And yeah, so she, I just followed her on social media and I saw her like starting to post more about it and get like more into it and talk about like, these people love to talk about how much they're making mm-hmm. and that's just not what normal people do on social media. Yeah. Um, like I don't really go around and talk about this is how much I made from like, it's just not, it's just not what you do. But I, yeah. I noticed her starting to do more of that. And like, at this point I wasn't in college again yet. And I was like, I just want to like move out and like be able to make some mm-hmm. money. So the new year came around. Cause she, yeah, the new year came around. She moved to Hawaii, which was like, wow. everyone in this MLM, I swear, lives in <laughs> sucks them there. I don't know. I mean, that's not a bad place to be, but yeah. like, it's just, 
It's a little strange. Um, so she moved to Hawaii and I was like, oh my God, I've always wanted to live in Hawaii. She did this, maybe I can do this. So I signed up for the breakaway movement and I did it for like a week or so. Like I was going through the, the training and the online and I think I went to like one call and it was just like, I was like, this is freaking weird. <laughs> also, when you're in the training platform, they encourage you to buy something called a trifecta. So they encourage you to buy the water filter, they encourage you to buy the shower filter and the turmeric supplements, which are, comes out to around 10 grand. That's and awesome. I was like, That's I'm just, okay, Ooh. I'm a little bit gullible. And I was like, I was like, how am I gonna get this money? I was like, you cannot do this. <laughs> Lottery <laughs> tickets. And yeah. like, I, at this point I was still like really into anti-MLM content. I'm like, Sarah, like you can see, stop. <laughs> And so then I cancel my membership, but I'm still in the Facebook group. So that's amazing. Well, that's a lot. I mean, you know, I could, I could see, like, I could totally pay $200 to join an MLM, but 10,000, I mean, they're, they've reached a whole new level of crazy. It's so bad. And they have like people in there that like charge people to help them like come up with these loans and stuff. And it's like, oh my God, the whole mess. That's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. So that's my story. <laughs> just casual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean, I just, I dipped, but I'm still I, there, you know? Yeah. I still watch everyone. I'm like, oh. That's fine. And yeah. I, I think your story is a testament and a good way to end season two because it, it truly is, it's a testament to how powerful the MLM strategy is on creating this vision and a brand and getting people to buy into it. And there are so many, I mean, everybody wants to be successful and to do well and to, you know, be an, a self entrepreneur and help people and, and, you know, have a platform. And so it really is, if somebody like you that like has their head on their shoulders, that has been in and out of the MLM world before, you know, knows all the signs, knows the strategies. If you can, you know, kind of teeter on that cliff and go, you know, no, I could, this is, this is, this is different. You know, you start to convince yourself and you start to buy into it. Mm -hmm. um, so it really is a testament to that. Um, what do you, where do you see, especially since you're still in it, where do you see them going? Do you think they're going to keep growing and, and blow up is is anything changing like what's going on with them I think they're going to continue to grow just because they are so new and it's kind of sad it is sad because their marketing and like everyone who puts all this really hard work into it they are so talented and like their Instagrams are gorgeous and like they're just super talented people and Again, it kind of, I, this is my question of the year, I guess. It's like, do these people know what's going on or do they not? Um, so I don't know. I think it will continue to grow. The one thing that does make me think that they may slow down is their health claims and their income mm -hmm. claims are insane. Like we're talking, this one girl said it was the number one COVID killer and yeah, this other we've heard that a lot with yeah now yeah yeah or like making like twenty two thousand dollars during quarantine I think that will come back to bite them but at the same mm -hmm. time 
I think it's kind of smart what they're doing because it's not, they're affiliated with breakaway movement, not in magic. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, sometimes I think like MLMs are kind of smart, not like good, but they are smart. Like they, since these people aren't employees, they don't have to be liable for them. So they can right. just run buck wild right. and be like, oh, that wasn't, that's not my problem, you know? And so that's why there's, know. that's why there's still a thing after, you know, decades of, existence i mean these are like billions of dollars like or like several of them um just in revenue alone and it again that's a testament too to how powerful the strategy and the business strategy is um of, of preying on people and you know creating whatever it is that they create yeah. um so i think your story is is a perfect way to to end this season. And I think, you know, your question of the year is something that, you know, we need to continue to ask ourselves. Our listeners need to continue to ask themselves mm -hmm. and, you know, we need to be proactive rather than reactive in paying attention um, and staying engaged with MLMs and, you know, really taking charge and supporting the anti-MLM community, especially as we kind of, not exit out of the COVID era, but, um, you know, flip the page and turn a new chapter uh, in this country and, you know, hope that things, things get better and, and people can be supported more, both by people in the community, the government, the regulators, um, and by private, private businesses. So, yeah. Agreed. Well said. So, okay. So to finish, we are going to do mm -hmm. our last rapid fire so if you listen to last week's episode, you know that we started doing rapid fire yep. with our guests. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot less pressure on Iwan and I to come yep. up with questions for each other because we just, we know each other so well. We're basically yeah. related. Um, yeah. So we're, we're much more excited to ask you some questions. So we have four questions that we decided on and Iwan, do you want to uh, take it away? Yes. So I um, know how much you love yoga. And so I thought what a great way to start rapid fire um, with telling us what your favorite pose is in yoga. Ooh, I recently learned how to do a headstand. Wow. Um, against the wall. I had That's to amazing. do it for, we were filming a movie on Zoom. Um, and okay. It's, yeah. I I like do All right. That. That's a story. Okay. That's the, yeah, for the next like, time you're on, that's going to be the story. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so headstand? Headstand. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Like Look at your job skilled. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I've done well, it. They asked, they're, like, they're like, you do yoga, right? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, can you do a headstand? And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I learned it in like a day. It was kind of stressful. Wow. But it's fun. Yeah. That's so impressive, casual. a day. So casual. I guess yeah. the wall still, you know. But still, I can't, you know. Yeah. I'd probably pass out if I did that. I did it <laughs> once in yoga and I had assistance and I still was like half <laughs> It's so scary. It's just like, it's a mental thing. You know? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> All right. So I know that you have lived many places. Um, where has been your favorite place to live? Um, well, I've lived in Oregon for 13 years. I don't really remember Puerto Rico since I was like two, but recently when we evacuated from the fires in Oregon, we went to Seattle and I was born in Seattle. So I, I, I mean, I would say Seattle, it's beautiful. It's funky. 
I but it's also like classy, I feel like. And yeah, yes. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's it. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay. Um, question number three. Um, what has been your favorite YouTube video to film? I did a my brother does my makeup tutorial. Yes. We oh, man, I love that one. <laughs> so good. That was really fun. It definitely doesn't have like the most views, but it was, it, it was fun to do something with my brother. Well, so. so like, what was the story behind that? Like, did you like force him to do it? Was he like down? Like what happened? He was, yeah, I mean, he was down. We were just, this was, I mean, we're still in quarantine technically, but this was probably like two months ago. And I was like, do you want to do my makeup? And he was like, sure. And I think he went into it like knowing he would, make me look like I have black eyes but uh yeah I mean he's just he's so funny like as annoying as he is he's the funniest person in my life so yeah that's so cute yeah, yeah. I want to make a video with my brother I don't even have a brother like, he's younger than me he's oh. 19 big sister oh my god I yeah. love it even though he's he's 6'3 and I'm 5'3 so oh so am I so I feel you <laughs> All right, last question. Okay, so we weren't sure if you are of legal drinking age. You know what? I was taking a shower this morning. And I was like, they're going to ask me about drinks. Yes. <laughs> yep. So I am 22. I look like I'm oh, 16. Okay, yeah. I am 22. Right, okay. <laughs> 2020, we knew you were 2021 or 22, but we didn't yeah. know. Okay, so then what is your favorite cocktail? Um, or I, drink? I like margaritas. Yes. <gasps> okay. Wait, I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Yes. Okay. So we're film. Yeah. We're f so, so for those of you who don't know, we're filming this um, uh, a week before this episode yeah. is going to air. But That's the, so I mean, well, they know if they're listening that the drink of the week is a margarita. So. Yeah, really? <laughs> yes. yes. So. Yeah, I love margaritas. I like red wine. Um, oh my God. You were, like, we knew we loved you. Like you were literally <laughs> just like speaking us right now. <laughs> I don't really know much about alcohol. I just kind of drink when I was there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we uh, feel you. Yeah, I know. Well, it, it's funny. We've been worried that like people think that like Joanna and I are like really into alcohol and that we like drink <laughs> a lot, but like no. we we really don't. Like we're like we're like foodies and like we love baked goods. We love we wine like, more than yes, anything. We like wine. We like a drink here or there, but like, I think a lot of people have been thinking like, oh, we're like excessive drinkers, but really everyone, we're not. <laughs> like we're in 20s at this point. If I have too much to drink, I just not, yeah. my whole day. I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, that was so fun. That was uh, fun. Uh, good answers. Um, okay, so that is a wrap on on this interview. Do you want to uh, once again plug like where people can find you? Sure. Yeah, I'm Oh My Ohm on YouTube, Ohm with one M, and then my Instagram is Sarah Oliveras, S A R A H O L I V E R A S with an extra S. So it looks like ass, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> <I love> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well. Again, thank you for coming back. Thank you for getting personal and sharing your story um, and for ending the season with us. And, you know, as I said earlier, uh, we will def we will find a way to have you on again at some point in oh, the yeah. future. Maybe so. I'll get almost sucked in again. 
<laughs> no, this for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. All right. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Erin, I really can't believe the season is over. Um, and I know. I'm, I'm like really sad. I know. Um, I want to cry a little bit. I know. I feel like it flew by so quickly. We had such outstanding guests. Um, again, I, I know we've thanked them so many times, but I just want to take this moment to thank them one more time. Um, I feel like it flew by so fast because we had such great content and we were so excited to interview everyone. Um and learn more about this, this movement that we knew about, but not, I mean, I feel like we've learned so much more since we started. Yeah. And I, I really want to emphasize the guest part because we really kind of started off as just like a makeshift, like, yeah, you know, this podcast <laughs> was really just like something to do for us. And it really, like our numbers have completely exploded. Um, we have a really like large, steady following, um and like all of the guests that we had on this season like number one I think when we conceptualized season two we didn't like we talked about guests but we didn't I don't think either of us or I certainly didn't think that we would have guests every episode and that they would be like so like like they were they're very experienced respected humble kind people and like they all came on to the show because they all, like, one, they're, like, generous with their time, but they also all do really care about yeah. not just, like, anti-MLM, but they care about people. And they care exactly. about protecting people and keeping people safe, you know, whether that's from a predatory business or from COVID. Like, that's why they all came on. They didn't come on for clout or, like, nope. sponsorship or anything like that. Because um, we weren't that big at the start. When I was we reached say, out to we, everybody. We literally are like, nobody. yeah, we, we had still no are cloud. basically nobody. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So again, like, we really want to thank them. And yeah. I think this is a good, like, learning moment for everybody. Because I think a lot of people, like, have, like, aspirations to start their own things like this. Like, people, I, I certainly, before you approached me to do this podcast, I was like, like, I love podcasts and, like, listen to hours of them every day. But, like, I would never think of starting one or, like, that it would right. be something you could do. But, like, if you have something like this you want to do or, like, a book or a website or, like, a product, like, find the resources to do it. And, like, even if it is, like, so bad when you launch it, like, just Which do it. Which it probably will be. Yeah. Which is like, okay. No successful thing. Yeah. Like, no – that's your own starts off like no nope. big or great or anything like that like everything takes time like every week when we get like we, when we publish our episode we like watch the numbers and we're always like nobody's listening like what yeah oh we like last week's episode might have sucked or our content is bad um but really it's just it's like a slow trickle and you just have to be patient and Again, like just be genuine and people will yep. will listen to you and like you can do it and like it's possible. So especially during COVID, like everybody's yeah. struggling to stay in the career field that they want to be in. Yeah. And That's like very we're true. all like just trying to survive. Um, so if you have something you want to do like passion wise, that's just like something on the side or your main thing that you're doing, like just try and find a way to do it even if it's 
small or not official because um, it really will it can work and it can really bring a lot of joy to people so I love that yeah. and I mean I don't know we kind of touched on this but like it really feels I feel it feels so cool to have had you know all these guests because like, we really do watch their content like mm-hmm. we really are fans of their work um, and it again it's exactly what you said if you put your mind to something and really try hard and you really reach out to people and just just try. I mean, it's we had not great numbers, um, you know, started out and to get so many great people on. It's it's been an honor and it's so exciting to see where this podcast is headed. Um, I know we kind of just started chatting about season three um, mm-hmm. and we don't want to release too much information yet because we will have an episode kind of diving into season three a little bit more in the next couple of weeks. Um, but I know we're kind of going to go back to our roots and the biggest thing for both of us, um, we love the news. We pay very close attention to what's going on in the world and our country. Um, and we think it's important to kind of highlight what's going on, especially in the next couple of months. Uh, we'll be seeing a lot of, um, change politically and just kind of what's going on with election season. So, we're bringing back news, which is very exciting, mm-hmm. and I know it's something we're excited about um, in a kind of a rapid fire style um, portion of our podcast. And so, if you're not interested in that, then you don't have to listen to that part of our podcast. But are then get very excited because we are excited, and we're just going to be kind of briefly diving into just some current topics and what's really going on because um, we personally enjoy talking about that. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, again, season one was just very, like, basic, general discussion about a specific, like, in-the-news hot topic. And that really was the idea for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, And we, we really enjoyed season one, and then we decided to spice it up and like have a a deep dive theme which we selected anti-MLM because we saw it in the news and we saw yeah you know kind of how big it was becoming and how it was affecting a lot of people um and so season three will be a blend of you know we'll talk about the news but then in sticking with kind of deep diving an issue I think what we're going to do, and again, we are still kind of up in the air with the exact direction we're going to go, which is why we don't want to talk about it too much, is we are going to kind of, we both, again, we like news, we both also really like true crime. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have kind of been discussing doing some type of a true crime, but more in an investigative manner where we are looking at... um, specifically really kind of um, predatory business practices. So kind of like what we discussed on several episodes about MLMs. Um, And then also there is the opportunity to pivot out a little bit with the news and talk about, you know, um, political crime, um, corporate crime, cultural crime. I mean, there's so much like true crime. It's not just, it's not just, murder and like divorced guy kills wife right. like right. It, it, you can go beyond that <laughs> yeah so I think like the niche we're gonna try and carve out is that um true yeah. crime 
but like different arenas and things that are either current and happening or really interesting, quirky, you know, cases or instances of crime that maybe people haven't heard of that we can deep dive or exactly. get some good guests on and, you know, have an interesting story um, that people can like, you know, follow along and, and find out what happens. So that's pretty exciting. And again, um, still up in the air, but mm-hmm. it's looking like that's the way we're going to go. And then something else we kind of been talking about um, to adding to our episode of the week. Um, since it is a cocktail themed podcast and we center our news or whatever we're talking around um, happy hour, we thought, you know, we're not expert bartenders, Mm-mm. clearly, Mm-mm. <laughs> um, or mixologists, nope. though we, we wish um, we are not. But, you know, there's so many talented bartenders and mixologists out there. Um, we would love to really, you know, highlight their work, especially during COVID. Um, you know, certain restaurants are open and bars are open, but I know it's a lot harder um, for bartenders in in that industry. So we would love to kind of highlight you know, a bartender mixologist for the week. We don't know if it's going to be per one week or two weeks. We kind of have to figure that out, um, the details. But bringing um, them to our podcast to kind of share a custom cocktail or like their favorite cocktail um, or one that they make, just to kind of add variety and bring um, an expert in that industry since we are not (laughs) cocktail experts. Um, but something you don't know, Aaron, which oh I kind of... Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you about to drop on me? I know, right? I'm like, we didn't do rapid fire, but I thought it would be really fun um, to kind of end the season asking you what has really been one thing you learned or you you took from interviewing all these guests on anti Almolon that you didn't know going into the season. Sorry. I'm putting wow. you on the spot. Long, <laughs> long pause. Um... <laughs> Wow. You know, the thing that really, like, stands out for me, it's not even something that I learned, I would say. It's something mm-hmm. that, like, uh, kind of has changed in my mind um, and something that I've been reminded of um, during this very tumultuous time, um, both in my life and in the world, is that there are more people out there that care about you and Mm -hmm. want to do good than there are people that are bad and evil and are selfish. Um, I think it's very easy to get discouraged, um, especially right now. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's easy to be, it's easy to be scared. Um, I'm scared every day right now um, Mm -hmm. about a lot of different things. And I think most people are, and we don't acknowledge that enough that everybody's going through that. And I think what I learned by talking to each of these uh, individuals is that because like a lot of these people you selected to be hosts uh, Mm -hmm. and to be guests. And I didn't always know, much about them besides the content that I had been seeing, but then talking to each of them, like as like humans and then finding out their story and like why they do the work they do, how they got into it. Like 
there are common threads throughout all of them. They all come from different backgrounds. Like, like some of them are, you know, more well-known than others. Some of them uh, have been in longer. Some of them like are in different yeah. career fields, like whatever, but they all literally do it just because they care about other people. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that, that, I mean, that's the biggest thing that I, I took away. Um, it really, I took away a feeling and that was feeling reassured yeah. and feeling good after like having, after recording with each of the guests. Um, I love and that. And so I'm hoping that we can continue to do that and, um, you know, have some positive discussion, interesting mm-hmm. discussion, and, you know, be a podcast that kind of can stand out a little bit and, you know, get on your, your iPhone every week. So I love that. I'm going to kind of go off of that. Um, I feel the exact same way. Like, I feel like we knew so much about anti-MLM or at least or not anti-MLM, just MLM in general, right? Like statistics. We knew kind of the factual information about MLMs. Um, but to really put a face um, to like the community and um, per- personalize, I don't know what the word is, but like mm-hmm. humanize what yep. um, the the community is and kind of the industry is. Um, I was so surprised how welcoming the anti-MLM community was, as well as um, we got some feedback from people that are in MLMs who are actually listening to our podcast, yes. who were very positive and kind. And I just did, really did not expect that. I don't know if I just painted this picture of like, you know, MLMers to be all negative and just um, kind of not great people, because that's kind of what I felt like... Um, was kind of portrayed. Yeah, that's what's but, that's what's stereotyped like right. online, and that's what um, in the last episode, like that was uh, yeah. the big takeaway was like the best way to like be a part of this movement yeah. and to like listen and to get people to change is to be kind, be an exactly. active listener, ask questions. Um, again, like most people are not bad people and most people don't have bad intentions. And that is the case with people that are in MLMs. Like not everybody that's in an MLM is like, is is like a predator trying to just like get all the money in the world and become like huge on Instagram. (laughs) Like a a lot of it is vulnerable people that get roped in, get stuck, you know, pressure themselves to be successful Um, And a lot of it, too, is people that do like it, that do like the products, that have, like, networks of people that enjoy it. Um, And, like, so there's people in all different camps, and it's not just, like, that one. Um, And that was really surprising. I completely agree with that. It's been, yeah, I feel like we learned so much. Um, And I'm just, again, thankful to each and every one of you who listened Um, And truly thankful to each guest that took their time to inform us and just kind of bring a voice to um, the both the MLM and anti MLM community, because I do think um, they're not separate, right? Like anti MLMers were MLMers. Um, So we're all just trying to make positive change in the world. And 
it's great to see so many people doing that. So I'm excited for season three. Um, I'm excited because I get to hang out with my best friend for another season (laughs) uh, and chat about what's going on in the world. Um, So I'm excited to see where it's headed. And, um, and I think every, every single person who listens every week. Thanks for listening to Sip With Me with Ioana and Erin. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website, sipwithme.org. There you can find our recently released cocktail book as well as other exciting Sip With Me content. And if you love our podcast, please don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at sipwithme underscore. Join us in a few weeks for season three. And again, be sure to follow us on Instagram. And that handle is sipwithme underscore. There you can get exclusive updates on season three topics, guests, and our dates.